Hey everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio. This is number 322, and we're going to be focusing on a project that somewhat recently rolled out to users. One of these projects that to us is so, so satisfying. Uh, and to you, maybe you never even notice it, but, but some very important people will notice it, and uh, it was important to us. So we're going to be talking about an upgrade experience. I think that's what we'll call this episode. Um, that went live, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, at least at this point. And I have D with me to talk about it. What's up, D? Hey, Chris and everybody hey. else. How you doing? Good. D was super duper instrumental to this project, but, um, because it had to do with billing mm. in a big way, like all of this was, was around billing. I'd say billing was the, I don't know, Key. that's the heart of it. Billing is like the theme of my life that I can never get away from, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, you know, like, you know, I think people are somewhat familiar with your story, but we're, we're way into finance land and mm. s- to this day help us with that, but then like became a developer and it's actually like almost like more useful to us as a developer, but yet your skills with numbers and finances draw you, not draw you, but we like need you because <laughs> you're so well, good at it. Uh, oh, well, thank you. But um, it was also the first engineering team that I worked on. So like, you're not the only one to think that like my boss at SurveyMonkey was like, ah, you deal with numbers, you're probably better suited for back end work. And we're going to put you from like finance to our billing uh, back end team. And so it was my first engineering team that I joined. And I've never been able to get away from it since basically. Yeah. The cool part about billing is it's the heart and soul of how a business operates. So if Mm -hmm. we screw up billing, we don't have a business. And so thankfully, we don't screw up billing, although it is very complicated, especially for an app like CodePen that's been around over a decade and that type of thing or or going on one. You know, we've lamented about this on the show before. One of the things that is complicated, this is not what we're going to, we're ultimately going to talk about this actual project. But one of the things that complicates is that it's like, we'll take your credit card, but we also want to take PayPal because... What if you just want to pay us with PayPal? You should be able to do that by God. And, you know, now we're dealing with two different APIs and where, how do you reconcile everything? And blah, blah, blah. And that was a big learning from working at a larger company was we would just add more payment processors and that would just bring a whole swath of customers who could pay for our product that like it wouldn't be able to before because PayPal, for example, is a very international processor as opposed to Stripe, which is PayPal Braintree versus Stripe. Um, And so we have a lot of CodePen users who are not in the the US. And so for them, it makes it easier to use PayPal. So that was the thinking behind having PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I think is true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're ready to share anything like what percentage use what, but who cares about that anyway? Point is, you're definitely going to get some sales that you wouldn't have got anyway. But and then and then to, you know, to compound that is the billing system was basically designed and built by us and was old and dare I say it, super duper, extremely complicated. Oh, and, you said it. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't. Although I was part of building the original. So that's and so there's like a, you know, bad. a Charlie Day red yarn board at D's house with like, oh my God, look at there. There's nine tables and they're all connected like this. And, you know, <laughs> only to have like, 
over time and thinking about this a lot, and I, you know, you can say a lot more about this than I can, but we could simplify the crap out of that. Like you had some epiphanies that were like, this is not necessary. This amount of complicated we have. And you had a vision for where we could get with, with billing stuff. And so what was that like? Yeah. And that was also my bad too, starting with the, I guess I just call it like our, our billing data model saga. Um, We went from point A, which was nine billing database tables to where we are now, which is three billing database tables, right? Uh, You can just imagine the complexity that got cleaved off by reducing it to to three. Um, But that was also the original logic for having the first nine is we were basically replicating data, uh, payment processor data in RDB so that we could use that for business intelligence or analytics purposes, which we never ended up fulfilling. That was like the original thought, oh, we can track our customers, when they're signing up, when they're canceling, things like that. Like That's a very noble thought, but we just didn't achieve that intent. And what we ended up doing by replicating payment processor data, which would be what Stripe or Braintree and PayPal have in on, in their database for us and that we can get at any point in time by just calling their API. By replicating that data, um, we had the arduous task of it always being correct and in sync with those payment processors. And so you're you're defeating their purpose basically. Stripe especially is just very good. Their their data model is excellent and getting data from them is very very easy. So imagine having to not worry about all of that and just being able to rely on them for what we pay them for, right? They take mm-hmm. a percentage of every transaction, so why have this additional work? And so that whole process of going from nine to three database tables, this has been like a stepping stone process where I call it the great DB denormalization of 2020, where we went through our entire database and denormalized data so that we could easily uh, grab information for a user or a team, for example, Um, billing tables were the last ones left. And we knew that we had this like, complicated hive to unravel. And that's what we did with this upgrade project that we're talking about today. Um, And so now we're at a point where we can rely on payment processors as a source of truth, basically. Right. So if you're saying, oh, a user's like, what's, show me the receipt from my last purchase. Of course, you'd be able to look that up on CodePen. We need to provide that to you because we're a business company. In the past, we'd ask our own database, hey, database, when was their last payment? And now we're like, no, we're going to ask Stripe because you know who's going to for sure be super right? Stripe. Stripe. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And as part of this whole process of, I think we did this over the course of like at least three projects, right? We we started this um, billing data model cleanup with the great settings rewrite of 2020. Everything in 2020 just has like a great appended to it because <laughs> that's what we did all year where we redid our settings and our billing uh, UI within settings. And that was magical. It took a while, but 
we had also included like an um, upgrade, a redesigned upgrade process that we just weren't able to do at that time um, because we had more work to do on the database. And then we also rewrote our like billing plans page in the interim because as many listeners will know, we've gone from a Ruby on Rails and jQuery stack to React and GraphQL. And so over the course of years, we've just been transitioning the entirety of CodePen, the, the website. Right. To the so new anytime stack. we have an opportunity to do that, we do it. And now that the GraphQL, when we say like, hey, what are our plans? How much do they cost per month or per year? And all, all that stuff can kind of come through a really clean API and we can rebuild build up. So that's that sets us up really well for where we are at. A great mm-hmm you know, database restructuring and a desire to build cleaner UI based on better APIs that we've given mm-hmm. ourselves. Really, mm-hmm. that those are that's the kind of storm that we were in when this project. So this project was kind of like the end of it. It was like yes. a culmination project. The like, final piece. W- yeah. wow, you know, not that yeah. it's done because nothing's ever friggin' done. You yeah, know? it's just like another stepping stone to what we have yeah. in, in mind for the future. We're like, oh, we mm-hmm. need to do this so we can be done with the cleanup and migration. And then now we can move on to kind of adding some new bits and exciting pieces to billing plans in the future. Yeah. This episode of CodePen Radio was brought to you in part by Automatic, makers of all kinds of great WordPress software like WordPress.com, like WooCommerce, you know, e-commerce for your WordPress site, and Jetpack, Jetpack being a plugin for your self-hosted WordPress site that does all sorts of stuff like security scanning and backup and adding a bunch of cool features. Uh, They have just launched a Jetpack mobile app. So I've got it here on my iPhone, you know, got it installed, works great. It does, you know, a lot of the same stuff that the WordPress app has. So if you're already like happily using the WordPress app, you know, rock and roll, you can keep doing that. Jetpack is a little more streamlined and just has features that are just around that. So if there's things that you like don't need in the WordPress app, maybe this one is for you. Uh, And it will, of course, evolve over time and have more Jetpack specific features. But Jetpack specific features meaning things like you can browse your backups and even restore from a backup from your phone. (laughs) How cool is that? You know, I'm imagining and, you know, this has happened to me before been on the go. There's something wrong with the site. It's clearly some kind of like code or database problem. The way to just like if it's on fire, fix it is just to roll back a little bit to a time that you know that was working. Now you can do that without even having your computer with you. Just select that back, back, roll back to that point and deal with it when you're back at your computer. If you indeed need to go back forward or anything, pretty cool. You can launch a security scan right from your phone. A bunch of the jetpack specific features are right in that mobile app, along with things like I don't know. And blogging, for example, and uh, mon- you know, uh, moderating your comments and editing your blog posts. You know, it's pretty satisfying to be like, you just read one of your own posts, find a typo, and be like, you know what, I'm going to fix that quick. F- open the mobile app, go to that blog post, edit it, change it, save it, all through a, a, a native experience. So congrats on the app release, Jetpack, and thanks for the support.
So what it is for a user, how it manifests is like, let's say you're a free user and you're bum-ba-dum screwing around on CodePen and you stumble across a feature that we have determined as a pro feature and you don't have access to it because you're a free user. There's in-app kind of moments where it's like, well, upgrade now. And then you do have that feature. You hit upgrade and you, you get a, a modal pops up fast, clean, looks good, has yeah. credit card fields on it or a PayPal button on it. And you fill that stuff out and submit the thing and all goes well. It's immediately processed in your pro and the page in some cases doesn't even refresh. It's just that feature is now available to you because you're now pro mm -hmm. and that's just great. So even that experience was thought of long ago. Right? Yeah, I think Claire's been wanting it for like years now. She's had like an upgrade modal designed and, and mocked out for for a while yeah. now. There was yeah. even a moment where we're like, maybe we'll just do that because it looks so much better than what we had before. But then we're like, no, no, let's wait until, you know, that's how decisions are made sometimes. Not wait because we just, we don't want to build it now, but it like, it'll be faking it if we do it too soon. We'll have to use old APIs. We'll have to stitch it together with older kludgier tech. If we just wait a minute, we can mm -hmm. do this really right. And, and this feels like, that it feels like having done it really right yeah it's all it's always a we try to keep a phased approach to all of our releases so that we're releasing often and so that users notice a difference because we don't want to go into like a hole for years working on this like brand new newfangled thing and people never get to see it so we try to chop up everything we're doing into these stepping stones. And then with something like billing where you're going, where you're changing the entire data model, that would just be horrific. I think both to do all the, at once, you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we always try to find ways to cleave it up and release it in bits and pieces. And that's why I mentioned the settings release. And then we redid our plans page. And then this is the upgrade page, which we we still have a piece where we want to hook it up to our plans page where there's like a nice little upgrade modal that pops up when you click upgrade instead of taking you to a rails page which is yeah, what's happening right now. that's what so. i mean it's not like done we still have mm -hmm. a, there's like ways we can use what we've built now to, to go further and yet that wasn't because we're like lazy it's because we wanted to like prove that this worked mm -hmm. well first and then mm -hmm. and then and then replace it and that's going to be satisfying yet again yes i was uh i was i was speaking with this company who just like mm -hmm. wanted to do a little q a thing with me and i was sitting there blah 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 they're asking me questions and they asked me how do you make decisions about what you work on at codepen and i think we just talk, we we spent a lot of words saying it but that's why that's how like d said we chop up releases into smaller thing we have a goal in mind down the road so what we're working at today is a stepping stone to whatever that goal is. That's mm -hmm. one of the factors that goes into how do we decide, you know, what thing we're going to work on. Right. Yeah. And then we have this overarching VSP where we're building towards this, you know, next gen version of CodePen and it had two pillars and we've already implemented the first pillar and now we're working on the second pillar. And what I'm really proud of this team for doing is because everyone's really excited for this next gen version of CodePen. So all we want to do is work on that thing. And so now I think me especially, I'm just like 
I don't want to work on anything else, bro. Can we just work on that? So <laughs> anything else that is a distraction or isn't part of that next gen release, I just don't want to do. I just like no longer have the patience for it. So I, I think that that overarching like vision that we have for CodePen is tremendously helpful when we decide what to do and what not to do, I think. Right, right. I'm sure yeah. you'll listen to f- future podcasts where this work that we're doing today is a, is that's in that same spirit. It's little little steps towards this bigger thing, you know. And there are a lot of them in this case. Yeah. So another cool thing was that you know how you think about the project on any given day changes a little bit. Part of this project was we want we had a couple other things we wanted to prove out. For example, um, wanted to be able just possible theoretically this isn't available to anybody right now but offer a discount on a code pen plan as a marketing incentive you know in a part because we've literally never tried it so we kind of wanted to see would people take us up on this if they could and so suit all that database work you did and we talked about you know how stripe you know like asking the payment provider has you know more obviously correct data and, and all that kind of thing part of this is reconciliation making sure everything is correct we kind of identified a cohort of users that that we could hit up (laughs) about Mm -hmm. about an upgrade and so part of this was like you know what let's get in touch with those users let's offer them a discount this is something we got to do anyway we this feels extra right to like talk to these users about it rather than make any changes on their behalf kind of thing so we did that was part of the project and i think we talked about it in terms of that for a lot of a lot of this is like what do we need to do to get to the moment where we can basically send that email or, or right. whatever you know and and the way we built it was we had done that in a in a way previously contacting users just manually like chris would email folks and see if they would upgrade and i after we'd identified them and we decided to build that in a more reusable way. And that's what a big part of this project was about. So instead of Alec, uh, sorry, Chris sending an email from his computer, we use our amazing mailer system through Postmark, which we've talked about at length, to send like a beautifully built email template that then links them to a upgrade page where they have that very nice coupon and can it's just very easy for them to upgrade. And we built that as a reusable system so that we can do that over and over again, right? Like Marie has a great idea to email folks who could save money if they upgraded from a monthly to an annual plan. And so we can reuse this exact system for that purpose. So it gives us, uh, that's another way that we choose projects is so that it can fulfill multiple goals. It's something that isn't going to get thrown away, that it's reusable over and over again. Yes, yes. So think of all the checkboxes that this project involved. It involved cleaning up data. It involved cleaning up a data model. It involved using a design pattern system that we've established but weren't using in this area of the site. That's very satisfying. It involved ripping out old code that was just gross and either abandoned or wrong or bad or something. Ah, get rid of it, you know? It involved 
you know, getting users to upgrade that needed to. It involved building an email system that that could reach these users and that's reusable. It involved proving that we can do a discount and that that's not out of reach for us, that that's perfectly acceptable thing to do. And that's, you know, it's more complicated than it seems especially because when you take multiple payment providers like we do and mm-hmm. and provide in and just make darn sure that the UX of it is is nice the whole time and now I'm so now when I think of this project I I see it all the time because it's in the app forever so it wasn't just this 1x thing that's like okay that project is done moving on now it's like no it's now it's a, a little part of codepen and, and so it shall be right yeah and there's more places to add it too which we will yeah. do and there's right. more work we can do to make sure that it includes teams and not just individuals and then how to make it more effective and looking at its effectiveness with data and things like that so there's just always more work to be done yeah yeah, there is. It's like on my to-do list right now as to like when when should we have that meeting on the next step of this? Because it's like it's I really am excited about it because there's some final code that'll be so nice to rip off. But yet it falls into that category, like Dee was saying. Yeah, of, it's like, not the next gen. I know what you're gonna say because yeah. it's what I'm thinking. It's not the next gen of Copen. No. It's just like cleanup work, you know, yeah. and it's like I want to do it, but I, I feel the same way D does. It kind of depends on the day, but I'm like, we you can get distracted with cleanup work for the rest mm. of your life. Yeah, I'm ready for some something fresh and glittery, yeah. let's just right. say. Like, just yes. leave it alone. Move on to something else. And if it really becomes annoying or a problem, you know, maybe do it then or whatever. But that's why, I mean, there's some wiggle room with what we choose to work on at any given time, right? Like, the, that we're... We make try to make educated decisions about what to work on, but you know sometimes something's just so broken you have to deal with it, or sometimes you can't something's on it. fire. Or, you yeah, know. yeah. You know, but we nothing. we rarely have those as much these days. Really, <laughs> very rarely, which is just uh, just a refreshing glass of cold water, isn't it? You must mm. sleep better at night, right, mm. Mr. Chris? Yeah, I was never an on-call kind of guy, like, like <laughs> senior senior yeah. quiz is, but um, yeah. but yeah, I do I do sleep very well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're the best sleeper I know, actually. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't can't fight me on sleep. I just do it. Well, anyway, it's only been 20 minutes, but I think we said everything we want to say. That was a that was a it was a. I don't even know how to evaluate how long of a project was, but it was super long. Mm-hmm. And and it was an all team thing. Literally everybody worked on this project, and mm-hmm. and everyone has ideas for what to do next. And it was everyone's brainchild, which is kind of what we do here. It is with this. Very you can small see team. people's little stamps everywhere. As a matter of fact, if you successfully upgrade, which of course, if you listen to this podcast, is mandatory to do, mm-hmm. that you'll mm-hmm. see quite literal fireworks now. When yeah, you thanks, Shasha. Love that man's polish. He literally put a bow tie on this thing. He's known for his bow ties. If anyone wants to look him up. (laughs) (laughs) Bow tie emoji. Hashtag end of podcast. Thanks, D. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Bye, everybody.
six zero three one eight.